Chapter 3, The Threatening Face Hey, Vanessa, I said, shouting across the school hall. Vanessa, a.k.a. Cobra, part of the Purple Eye Division, both her and her parents had their legs sewn together by a deranged doctor after Vanessa beat his kid in a race. She survived, but her parents died of infection. Being in a wheelchair, Vanessa is not much of a fighter, but she is a computer whiz, our hacker. Hi, Nicole. Ready for your big day? Vanessa said, wheeling closer in a wheelchair. I slowly nodded yes and continued to my homeroom. This is my first day of sixth grade, and I want to make the best impression on the school without revealing too much information about myself. Just as I sat down, one of my friends motions me outside. I have no clue what she wanted, but I quickly asked the teacher if I can go back to my locker. My teacher looked very old, almost 80. I could tell that she was a math teacher due to the worksheets on her desk. I was excused to go back to my locker. Felicia was standing in front of my locker with pain reliever medication. Felicia, a.k.a. Eagle, part of the Orange Eye Division, had huge drums, had been permanently damaged after being thrown off a building. Because of that, she can't hear well, but her sight is improved a lot. I made her a spy. Take to this nurse, girl, she said loudly, unknowing how loud she was. I took my meds to the nurse's office, trying to cover my ears, preventing Felicia from damaging my supernatural hearing. I doubt she could do it anyway, yet it still hurt a lot. There was one problem I faced. I don't know where the nurse's office is. Nicole, looking for the nurse's office? Roxy crept up from the pile of random kids. Roxy, aka Raccoon, was part of the Purple Eye Division. Kidnappers used her own stretching torture technique method on her. Surprisingly, she was unharmed and became very flexible. Unfortunately, Roxy lost her eye due to a failed escape attempt. She was our thief and is also the student council member. Yeah, this school is nuts. I can barely see the floor. I yelled as kids elbowed us in the shoulders and back. It's right down the hall to the left, fourth door. Wait, did you tell the teacher you were here? She closed her eyes and she closed in my worry eye. Don't sweat it. I'll tell Miss room set for you. Run, I mean walk, towards the nurse's office. Heading to the nurse's office, I clutch my medicine bottle, which I use to shield against a sea of its students. My meds are powerful pain relievers from my attacks. Ever since I became undead, I have been experiencing a lot of pain, but it's not my own. I feel the pain of every spirit that goes through me to the other side. Only on rare occasions, I talk to them in private about their problems. I peeked into the nurse's office and saw Freddy giving his doctor's note to the nurse for her to sign it. Freddy has a different kind of drug than me. He has special gum. It's similar to gum smokers take, just slightly tweaked to fit a specific illness. Crazy. Hey, Nicole, just finished up here. Good luck on your first day, joking around like this is going to be easy for me, especially me. Freddy, aka Weasel, part of the Purple Eye Division, has been injected with chemicals up the wazoo and now studies them. He, of course, is our scientist. He can be knighted from time to time. Okay, all the time. You must be Nicole. Betty has told me much about you. Can you give me your medication so I can label it? The school nurse radiated kindness and sincerity. Did you take it this morning? She asked Wheelie. I gave a slight nod, walking out, just as Bell chimed. School was over, and thankfully my name is not well known yet throughout the school. I saw people stare at me once in a while. The kids that went to my last school that know my story, probably. Thank goodness the halls are too hectic for juicy gossip.
I traveled to our little town cemetery where we made our base right below some rich guy's grave in a small tomb. I used my powers to dig a secret base made of dirt and wood. To get in, you must open the coffin, lift the bottom board with the body on top, and climb down the ladder four feet down. Trust me, you do not want to know how long it took to dig through the cement with only my bare hands. We had a shovel, but it broke. You may be wondering, what do you mean by orange or purple eye division? Well, I categorized my team by their aptitude. You already meant Roxy, Vanessa, Freddie, and Felicia. There are still four more people you haven't met yet. For example, there is Benjamin, a.k.a. Bear, part of the Orange Eye Division. Ben's dad got very drunk most of the time and was a pushover, so he wanted his son to be strong by giving him steroids when he was a baby. He is our muscle. There's also Christopher, a.k.a. Crocodile, part of the Orange Eye Division. His father's gang made him a human punching bag. His skin is now nearly indestructible. I didn't know what to class him for until he convinced a rich girl to buy him a whole buffet. I decided the negotiator was best suited for him. Hey, Mom! Come over here, said Annabelle on the high ledge above me to the left. She calls me Mom as an insult. Annabelle here is literally the devil's daughter. I immediately recognize this animal's traps. I can smell the gunpowder from the entrance or the smell of decaying bodies. No thanks. I'm good. Hey, Cheetah. Nice to meet you. See you, I mean. How was school? That was Jackson, directly to the right of the hideout walls, opposite of Annabelle. Surprisingly, great. No one gossiped about me yet. How are you, my puppy Ruby? I said, trying to annoy him. Ugh. I know you're our guardian, but you don't have to treat us like children. I'm over a thousand years old over here, and she's even older, pointing at Annabelle with the, her upside-down face. Anyway, where are the others, realizing there are only three people in the hideout? Their jobs. They'll be back at sunset, dummy. I gave him an angry growl, snapped both my fingers. In doing so, their bodies became a cloud of black and white. They moved so fast I could barely see them. And in a second, they became gloves on my hands. Jackson became a white glove with a cross on the back of my hand. Animal became a blackish reddish with a demonic circle of five point and saw inside. On the back of my hand as well. It's now time for me to go to work. I said. My job is to patrol the town in nearby cities for any walkers. Walkers are people who find holes in our world from theirs to attack without a permit to do so. If a walker has a permit, we will state I can't attack him. You can also become a walker when you return to your body after your soul was transported to me. I stared my patrol for walkers at the abandoned warehouse on the other side of town. I like to check this place for any breaches first because on my rounds, I like this place least. No one is here except for a tough gang that will beat you up on sight. I have to turn into a small street animal so I won't break my cover. I didn't prefer pigeons, but today I break my. But today I decided to morph into squirrel. Although morphing hurts, I eventually got used to it. I started to climb the rusty building when I noticed my friend was talking to the gang through a small rusted hole on the side of the building. I tried to stand on the ledge of the hole, even if it hurts my paws. I know it is him because he has a tattoo of a crocodile on his neck. Christopher was inside a circle of dudes with tattoos, scars, and tethered t-shirts, even a gun in one's hands. He always talked to dangerous people to protect them from me. A little warning, if you will. Afraid of a middle school girl? You make me laugh. But what tough human would believe that?
No, I'm serious. She will kill you. Trust me, it is better to be on her side. Chris stated, trying to help them without getting himself killed. One man, one man began to get really ticked off. He gave one of his men a hand gesture on his neck to hold Christopher by the neck, and another aimed gun at his heart. I shouldn't interfere while he's working, but it was absolutely impossible to get this guy to reason. Many people know spirits couldn't change his mind at this point. It was over for Croc. Yeah, I had to save him without looking like a desperate little girl as they were expecting. If she's so powerful, will she save you? The leader did another hand just for the mint, the gun, and get ready for pull the trigger. La, 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 la. I will get you. I will find you. I will hunt you down. I said, and adding thick tension. Where are you? Show yourself, little girl. He gave yet another hand gesture to the gunman, but this time he went the gun to him and get behind him. Who is this man? And hand gestures to speak what's on your mind. How hard is that? I thought. I climbed down to the ground, seeing the refrain. These were either stupid or brave guys. Unusual. By now, normal humans would freak if they heard my story from Crocodile. On top of that, creepy death song. I will kill you. Try to make it super scary with a scratchy voice. I dashed across the floor in front of Christopher, looking at the supposedly green glowing squirrel eyes. This didn't inspire that I'm not a normal average squirrel. That means they're just stupid, not brave. This is your projector, a stupid squirrel. How pathetic. You must be joking. Where's the girl you spoke of? He looked all throughout the building, then screamed in Christopher's face. Do you not make me look like a fool? All right. I'm a squirrel. You can't understand me. The man who I think is a leader of the gang shook Christopher violently as the goons held him by the throat. However, the look on Croc's face is calm and collective, like he was on, like he was on a picnic, despite his situation. I wanted to make this quick and easy by turning back instantly in a puff of greenish black smoke. Hands off my friend, I said now in my half-human cheetah form. When I'm in this form, I have fur, tail, claws, and a face of an animal, yet I still have my clothes, normal height, and natural hair on my head. However, in this situation, I'm kind of naked. He does request it, but only to take a bat from the previous guy with a gun and begin swinging on my left side. I was distracted from saving Croc's life. I didn't notice the man grabbed the bat. Of course, I stopped him with my left paw and waved my indent finger him with the other hand. Right time, time as always, Croc said as he headbutted the guy holding him. I could tell the leader's angry face was a bad sign because of the snap of his fingers. Ten guys came out of the shadows with bats and makeshift weapons. Croc tapped, tapped his tattoo three times and it started glowing. His veins turned black with dark magic essence, making his skin look like a monster with jack-o'-lantern eyes. He just activates his hunter powers Jackson gave him a while back. It allows him to fight supernaturals without immediate death, or some adult humans that outmuscle us. I punched the first man right into the second, creating a domino effect. Croc went up for the uppercut and the man ch charging with Fire, but the other eight looked at us with fear. The men and women that 
that looked like men were so afraid that they stopped in their traps. Dropping their weapons, it started shaking in terror. I walked on all four claws, extending towards them, growling. I stopped over the weapons carefully, so not to damage my paws. And the leader was watching me with a grin and gun in his hand, studying my movements. I try not to look in the direction. I will save the best for last. The corner of my eye, I saw Crocodile cross his arms and roll his eyes, knowing how ridiculous long I'm taking. To speed things up, I did something short, but scary to frighten the faces to make them run into their mommies. Boom. They ran so fast, I couldn't even chase after them. That's a lie. I didn't feel like running after them. Now it was time to do with the quote-unquote leader. Crocodile knew was in his fight, so we ran in the building, yet he didn't bail on me. None of my friends would ever do that. Cowards, the leader said, looking at the door. All of you cowards. He looked straight me into the He looked at me straight into my glowing green eyes. I'll deal with you myself. He aimed his gun at me, ready to kill. He had a steady hand on the gun. This guy has no idea what I'm capable of. The gun made an eardrum breaking sound as he pulled the trigger. The bullet punched my heart, making me fall forwards. The man had killed me. Bullseye! Bye-bye, little girl, he remarked. Smirking viciously, he looked back at the door where his man ran. That's what you, That's how you kill a creature like this? When he looked back, I wasn't flat on my face anymore. I was resting on my arms and knees, breathing deeply. All of a sudden, the bullet slowly came out of my body. It made a slight ting sound when it hit the floor. I looked up at him like, Seriously? I told you so. You should have seen his face. He was mortified. The leader followed his men's footsteps. But right before he went out, he turned around facing me. The man's eyes clouded, making him completely gray. See you later when the moon is covered with blood and the angels hide in what little life is left. Then he turned the corner and disappeared. Thank <laughs> you.